Hello, everyone. I'm here with a special guest, Dan Griffiths. He's the president of Global Partnerships at OPU Group. Dan, it's great to have you. Nice to be here. How are you? Doing pretty well. Um, so I'll just hop right in here. I mean, OPU Group is such a company that plays in many areas of the sports space and entertainment as well, from business development, global partnerships, facilities. I know you guys have ventured into security recently um, and plays on the international and college level as well. Can you talk to me a little bit about the structure and then specifically global partnerships and your role within it? Sure. So, um, you know, we started Oakview Group about five years ago. Um, and uh, you know, our, our North Star for the company was just to be a positive disruption in the sports entertainment industry. And, and um, we kind of kept that North Star very uh, vague, if you will, because this, this industry pivots pretty quickly. Um, but we always knew that we wanted to be in the, in, in the venue space um, to uh, enhance the fan experience in some way, shape, or form if we could. And, um, and that kind of manifested itself into a couple different things that, that really kicked us off. First is we created something what's called the Arena Alliance, where we stitched together 28 major market arenas across the United States to buy, sell, think, and book together. Um, and that provided sort of the foundation of what we were trying to accomplish with uh, the, the scale and the, the, um, of the breadth of, of each of these teams and arenas, because I think there were 36 NBA and NHL teams that played in these buildings, not to mention all the music that flows through there. And then, and then uh, obviously um, other family uh, entertainment events and whatnot. So we, we then expanded into, um, you know, more of a development phase where we are now in the process of building six major market arenas uh, around the world. We have another 12 in the hopper that we'll, we'll announce sometime within the next, um, say, you know, six to 12 months. Um, and, uh, and, you know, those, those are, are owned by OVG, um, but they have, uh, they have multiple tenants. Um, Seattle, for example, has the NHL new team that we created up there in the Kraken. The Islanders play in our New York arena. We got the University of Texas men's and women's basketball that'll play in our arena in Austin, in addition to really music being as the anchor tenant to all of our properties. You know, we're building these, these, all of these arenas with music in mind. And, uh, and uh, we see the next, next sort of decade in, in live music to be um, sort of this uh, renaissance, if you will. So we're going to, we're going to try to take advantage of that as much as possible. Um, Global partnerships is a, is a division under uh, OVG as a, as a corporate entity, you know, our, our purpose is to, to link, uh, world-class brands with world-class uh, properties and and so we we um, started by doing a lot more third-party sales and marketing uh, initiatives and then and then um, we still do a few of those from time to time depending on the the right client but we have uh, um, spent a lot of our time selling you know the the assets and the inventory and the arenas that we're building over the last uh, 18, 20 months. And so, you know, we've, we've been able to, I think in the last 12 months alone, I think we've sold maybe almost a billion six um, in assets across all of our arena projects, which has been phenomenal. And uh, name, we've done five naming rights deals in the last 12 months. And um, we're probably gonna get our sixth year with, uh, with uh, um, the New Orleans Saints who we're representing as a third party to help sell the Superdome. So we, we expect that to be done here. In the next sort of um, 90 days, I would guess, maybe 100 days, 
Um, but yeah, so we're, you know, we, 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 um, we sell for, for ourselves, we sell for third parties. We, we consult on the marketing side for a lot of brands that come to us and ask for some help on the, the sports entertainment front. But, um, you know, that's, that's the basics of, of what we do. Yeah. I mean, the fan experience is such an interesting place to be in terms of developing stadiums and, and bringing them world-class brands. And I just want to quickly touch on what you guys did in uh, Seattle with Climate Pledge Arena. It was really interesting to me that that sponsorship had, in terms of naming rights, more components than a typical kind of just put the brand on and then see where it goes. And such a kind of effort into being sustainable and forward thinking um, as these stadiums are put up in the future. Could you just speak a little bit on what Amazon brings as a partner and how some of the tactics used in that stadium may be trends that we see in the future? Um, I mean, yeah, look, Amazon, um, you know, they're, uh, they're, they're, there's a reason why they are uh, considered one of the most innovative companies uh, on the planet, right? They, um, uh, they, they've, they've grown in a way that, that uh, focuses on reducing the friction for, for every customer um, uh, who buys something from their, their, their uh, site, right? Jeff, uh, Bezos is obsessed with that. Uh, if it enhances and improves the experience in some way, shape, or form, um, you know that should be the driving force behind most of the decisions that they make. Is it is it better for the the end end consumer? Um, so we we you know we were very fortunate in the opportunity to come to them with an idea that that was really you know. Um, kind of a crazy idea to some people, but, but the reality is, is to, you know, say Amazon doesn't need any additional brand recognition. I think Jeff agreed on that and that, you know, calling it Amazon arena wasn't uh, something that they were interested in, but by linking it up to, um, to a, a much more, you know, a larger philanthropic initiative like like climate change and and their um, investment into the climate pledge specifically, uh, and trying to drum up support corporately to help companies you know uh, make a commitment to uh, you know a zero carbon footprint and all the other things that happen as a result of signing the climate pledge. Um, you know they're trying to make a difference and they feel like like this arena being in their back yard the fact that that we could tell a, an incredibly strong sustainability story uh within the arena itself and make it the first zero carbon footprint building in in the history of sports entertainment not to mention about 15 or 16 other things that we're doing to the building that that make it um environmentally healthy and and safe and, and sustainable so um you know, once we had the underpinnings of, of all of those, um, the right ideas, it was, it was, you know, really Amazon's, uh, vision to, uh, and, and, uh, thanks for, for Jeff's leadership to see the opportunity here to create a, an awareness level in sports entertainment, maybe that didn't exist before. And so, uh, we're going to raise hundreds of millions of dollars for the climate, uh, pledge, uh, over the course of the, the tenure of this building. The next 30 years, we're we're gonna educate um, 
kids that come in you know it's going to be like when when there's no events in the museum or in the venue it'll turn into a museum on climate change and and uh, people will come through that building and learn more about what's going on on our planet and we'll have uh annual um you know concerts that benefit climate change you know everything that's going to happen in that building you're not you're, you will walk out of that building aware that uh that what you're seeing that night on the ice or whether you're seeing your favorite uh, musician play in some way, shape or form is going to benefit the environment. Um, and, um, and I think that makes us feel better about, about what we're trying to accomplish and what we've been doing. So yeah, it's been, it's been good. Amazon's an, an amazing partner. Yeah, that's an incredible partnership. And it's awesome to see how stadiums now are kind of playing more into just a place to come to a game or two but really a part of the community, whether that's being open 365 days a year to the outside, um, just to view into a practice or even go and shop around the area. It's a trend we're seeing a lot in sports, these entertainment spaces. Is that something that you guys are also diving into? Um, I mean, we saw like the Hollywood Park, for example, is way more than just a massive stadium. How do you see kind of the future of stadium and area development uh, proceeding? Well, Tim, Tim Lewicki, who's our CEO, he pioneered it, you know, LA Live was really the first major uh, entertainment destination, if you will, in sports, uh, sports entertainment history, as far as I know, um, you know, Mass Square Garden, just because it occupies the best piece of real estate, probably for any venue in the world. Um, but it wasn't built, you know, the city built around it. It wasn't like it was there was nothing there and then they built something there. LA Live was really, to my knowledge, one of the first, if not the first, um, where you had a Staples Center, you had, uh, you, had uh, you know, the, the hotel developments, retail, uh, you had um, restaurants. It was a pointed destination, downtown Los Angeles, at, at, at a place where, you know, that, that the city downtown LA was really not in a good spot um, and to go build something to have a vision to go build something this large downtown LA at that time was um, was a risk but it paid off and and now you know it's one of the one of the top destinations in, in Los Angeles it's arguably with three tenants one of the most important buildings in sports entertainment at Staples Center so um, yeah look we 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 try to and i think tim with all the development projects that we have coming and and have been thinking about look at these types of opportunities as an opportunity you know as something to to uh, create a point of destination so new york and our project there with ubs arena we'll have hotels and retail and and uh uh and adjacent to the to the arena itself and it, it will drive a significant amount of traffic uh to that spot uh, outside of just hockey games and, and music concerts and other things that happen there um so that's a that's gonna be a big a big deal and um austin just because it's being on the the campus of ut doesn't afford as much of an opportunity seattle um, there's some some opportunities adjacent to the arena for us to go build something out. Maybe not to the extent of an LA Live, for example, but um, certainly some some additional retail and, and um, hospitality options that that exist. Um, and then and then yeah, as we continue to layer more and more projects on, uh, you'll start seeing us you know hopefully lean into some of that stuff where there's the opportunity. I mean we're not going to force it. 
Um, but, um, but, you know, it adds, it, it adds an element of 365 day a year, um, utilization, which is key to making some of these projects profitable. So, um, I think we've all come to see that, that they, they do work if they, if they're done the right way and you have the right partners. And, and, uh, like I said, having Tim aboard who pioneered all this stuff, it makes a success, a significantly higher probability than, than maybe working with somebody else for sure. I think we all very much look forward to getting out to some of these destinations. They just look incredible. And I'm going to wrap up here with like one or two more questions to be respectful of time, of course. So when you're building out these larger sports and entertainment complex, how does that play into just additional opportunities for naming rights sponsorship? Maybe not traditionally as for a stadium, but areas kind of surrounding that. Is that a consideration there? It is. I mean, look, any brand wants to have uh, um, more opportunities to have conversation and dialogue with um, with the target consumer that they're after. And uh, and so if, if, if you can make it, you know, a, a place where people come multiple times, um, again, not just to see a sporting event or a, a um, music concert, then yeah, for sure, that's of, of value, of, of interest to them. Um, you know, in some of those cases, like in, in Los Angeles with um, SoFi Stadium and the, and the retail and, and residential development, you know, they kind of separated it out until you can, you can buy the, the campus uh, or you can buy just the stadium. Um, and, um, you know, there was a pretty high price tag to buying both. And, uh, and it takes a, you know, a special type of brand that has the kind of marketing budget and vision to want to spend it. But um, I think they were pretty successful with it, you know, with um, Staples Center um, and LA Live, for example, when I worked at Target, I, I bought um, uh, a sponsorship and partnership across LA Live. I was blocked out of Staples because of Staples, the company, yeah. we've become competitors, but um, I was a partner across LA Live's campus and, and was able to, to, um, create a home base in, in LA with, with that investment. So yeah, the fact that it was, you know, the Grammys were there, the, um, you know, the ESPYs were there. There's other, other events that happen on that campus outside of just uh, the normal stuff that, that goes on is a value to brands. And it's certainly helpful in the naming rights conversations to have, uh, have ancillary, um, you know, property and, and uh, more global events that happen uh, there. And then my last question would be just quickly some advice for people looking to get into the industry, whether that be global sponsorships or sports, um, anything you could offer would be fantastic. Yeah, look, I've, I've, uh, I, I, my, my biggest piece of advice is, um, you know, that you, you, you want to surround yourself or, or work for people that, um, that have a history of actually getting things done in the industry. There's a lot of people in sports entertainment that talk a lot about the things that they do, but they haven't really done anything. They're on the periphery of a lot of things, but they they really haven't done anything. You know, they've, they've been leaning on a whole bunch of other people that actually did stuff. So, so, you know, my best piece of advice is, is early on in your career uh, and as much as you can, you know, later in your career too, you, you gotta be around people who can actually get things done. Uh, who have a who are visionaries in, in the industry and 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 being around those people um, teach you the type of hustle that's required to get something done. You know the the perseverance, uh, the creative thinking, 
you know, the, the fact that, uh, that, you know, you're just, you just, you have to just push through and, and figure out a way to make it successful. And, and so there's an entrepreneurial spirit to all those same folks. And, and, um, I've used that, that as a, a, you know, a baseline for my career and, and I've been around some, some amazing people and it's taught me, um, a lot of things about, you know, how to be successful in this industry to some extent. And, and Tim and Irving are no no stranger to that. You know, they're they're both very um, you know prominent and visionary in their in their roles in this industry and what they've been able to accomplish. So, I would say that that's 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 one of the most important things. I mean, you know, you're you're uh, um, you just be around people that are are doing good things and and are capable of doing good things, and 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 then and then learn as much as you can from them. So that's probably my my biggest piece of advice. Uh, and and uh, like I said, it's it's uh, they're all stepping stones to something much greater uh, down the line. So suck up as much experience as you possibly can early on to to just be around things that are happening and and good things will happen in your career uh, long term. That's a fantastic piece of advice for sure, um, Dan. We really appreciate you taking the time to come on and thank you so much for sharing yeah. all this information and absolutely wishing you the best. Happy New Year! Thank you. Happy New Year! Thanks, Dan.